Y'all like that? Y'all like that little, little startup, a little music? What's up, Mapped Out family? What's up? It's your girl, Maya. I missed y'all so much. I am so sorry. I had to take a little break. I was juggling a lot. Y'all already know what it is. We talk about life. We got to do what we got to do. But I am excited to be back and I'm really, really, really excited for our topic today. But you know how we always start off, you know, an, an episode where I always start off in, in a place and in, in, in a spirit of gratitude. So I want to say thank you so much for being faithful listeners and being a part of the Mapped Out family. I appreciate each and every one of you. I couldn't do it without you. I, I love your feedback. I love your energy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and two, let's, you know, we see we kind of switched it up a little bit. We got a little music in the beginning. I'm trying to just kind of test some new things out. Y'all know I'm a lover of music. So please be prepared. We may be hearing different intro songs uh, for a little bit, but you know, I, I love that beat. So it's super dope. And I, I was like, I got to share it. Let's switch it up a little bit. But to go ahead and move into today's topic, y'all. Um, like I said, I'm really, really excited. And at first when I, when I saw the, the clip on Instagram, so I let me, let me reel it back. You, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, if you've been paying attention to my Instagram stories, then you you may be know you may know what what we'll be discussing today, because um, I've been hinting um, at it here and there all this week. But really, um, the inspiration for this episode came from another podcast called The Pivot. It's hosted by some former NFL um, football players. Um, super 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 dope podcast, and it's really it's a sports podcast. But in this particular episode, in their most recent episode, um, they took a turn. And I believe it was a turn for the best because it is so important for the black community. And I'm I'm bringing this up because I'm an African-American female. I'm a black woman um, that, that we discuss and really have open and honest conversations about what they shared. So on there, on this most recent episode of The Pivot, they um, were interviewing Michael Beasley. He is a former um, NBA player. Um, he's played for uh, great, great, great teams. I believe the the Knicks, if I can remember y'all. Um, I'm, I'm not really a basketball girl, so don't don't hold me to it. But yeah, the Knicks, um, the Lakers, and in Miami Heat. So major teams. Um, and while they were in, in this conversation uh, talking about basketball, he revealed that, y'all, I need help. And I want to talk about needing help and about mental health in the black community. And when, when it came up, it kind of like I felt the Holy Spirit kind of kicking me in my gut and be like, OK, Maya, this is something that you need to dig into and also be transparent, as you said you would be in the beginning of this year, about even your own your own struggle and, and journey when it comes to um, being in a really good place mentally. So before I continue to share a little bit about Michael's story, I want to share a little bit about my story and my journey when it comes to, to mental health awareness and, and therapy. And I have already invited one of my favorite therapists to join us uh, in the month of May. So I'm excited to have her on really soon and almost, I guess, less than the month, like less than a month. We're in March. Uh, but I was like, let me go ahead and, and kind of dip my toe in the water Two prerequisite, you know, I'm not a life coach. I am not a licensed therapist, but I do feel that it's important for me to share my opinion on this um, because this is what the the Holy Spirit has kind of just dropped on me and given me some inspiration from some other black men. Okay, so um, it kind of start off. Obviously, y'all know I grew up in a household that we would, you know, we went to church every Sunday, I, and I, I was really kind of just taught that. 
a child is seen and not heard, you know, the, the typical sayings in uh, a black household and that, you know, you, you obey and you respect your parents and whether we're willing to uh, admit it or not, that narrative and that language can really harm a child as they continue to grow into an adult. And I'm not saying that I'm blaming my parents for anything. Don't, don't twist my words. But what I am saying is that there's some things that as you continue to grow older, you're going to have to begin to unpack and begin to realize and understand that there's some hard truths and you have to do a heart check and you're going to have to do the freaking work. But going back to growing up in church and growing up in a household where I was told, you know, if you got problems, you just pray about it and God's going to fix it. God also revealed to me in college through Mercedes. I, for some reason, her last name is blanking, um, but she's a she's a cool, cool young woman. Um, we both in, in in several organizations and we had the chance to work together while we were in the student union. Um, and I was explaining to her and kind of sharing a story that I just attended my first therapy appointment. I called my mom about it and I was told to not go back, not from the therapist, but from my mother. And I also didn't have the best experience with my first therapist. Uh, we're going to, we're going to dig into that. I am a firm believer in you, you try as many as you can until you find the right fit for you. For me personally, um, as a black female, I need a black female therapist who also faith-based that can hold me accountable so we can have some real conversations. That's what works for me. For I could not relate to a white man and I couldn't relate to a white woman. I didn't feel like they, they understood me. So that's, I'm going to just put that out there. That is what it is. Um, and th those are some of the barriers I had to face just in my first appointment. But going back to uh, sharing that conversation and that experience with Mercedes, and I was told, you know, not to go back and Maya, just pray about what you have going on. She said, Maya, did God say faith without works is dead. And at first when she said that, I just kind of looked at her and because I didn't really know what she meant by that. But when I started to think about it and she could see that my, my wheels were turning, she, be, she then began to explain, Maya, God said faith without works is dead. And what that really means is that you're going to have to not only have faith and not only have faith that he'll answer your prayers, but you're going to have to do some work and doing some work sometimes looks like getting your butt up and going to see a therapist or having a conversation or expressing just like Michael Beasley did on this uh, podcast. Hey, I need help. That's what work looks like. And you're going to have to actively do that. And when she said that, something really, it clicked for me. Like, okay, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. There's nothing wrong with unpacking um, trauma and, and hard truths and really, you know, doing a heart check and reflecting on not only yourself, but your family and your childhood experiences. There's nothing wrong with that. And actually, it's really a requirement. You really need to do it to be able to move forward in peace to your future and in your journey. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I just, you know, I get, I, I, sometimes I get these little tinkly feelings. I'm like, okay, God, I feel you. I feel you. I see where you're about to take it. Um, but I really, really, and I shout, so shout out to Mercedes. I really appreciate her breaking that scripture down and making it applicable to my current situation at the time. Now that was like, I believe between freshman, sophomore year. And I really, I didn't go back to therapy until after I graduated from, from undergrad. Cause even though, you know, even though the scripture and the meaning of that clicked deep down, I, 
I was still rooted in, in what my parents believed and just, you know, praying about it and God's going to take care of everything. So I didn't go back for a while. And again, also, I'm not just putting that on my parents or on my mom, but um, on my first experience, I didn't really jail with my first therapist. He was a white male. I feel like this man was looking at me like I was crazy. Um, and two, as a, a first time, um, attendee, when it comes to therapy, I think the movies, they don't do a, I was going to say piss poor job of kind of showing what therapy would look like. Cause I think from what I saw, therapy was always, um, someone sitting on a couch, laying back, um, basically telling the therapist about their day and the therapist is just sitting there taking notes. So uh, that's not every scenario that can be true for some, but sometimes therapy is active work and it's an active conversation. And I think at the time, that's what I was desiring. I wanted someone that was unbiased. I needed someone that was confidential, um, that couldn't share my business. And I, I needed someone that would, you know, really be honestly really honestly, geez, y'all I get, sometimes, you know, I get tongue tied, um, someone that could relate and understand. And uh, he, he just wasn't able to do that. But thankfully in my second experience, or maybe that was my, yeah, yeah, my second experience after I graduated, I was able to be placed with a black female therapist who was faith-based and we had some similar experiences and it was really, really dope. And I, I knew it was a God thing and I'm so, 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 so grateful for her. So shout out to her, I can't even drop her name, but I know she's doing great things now. But to go back to the inspiration, right, for this episode, when it comes to Michael Beasley sharing his story um, and sharing that he needed help, which I'm so glad he did it on this public platform. And I, honestly, I don't believe he meant to do it. It organically and naturally happened, but everything happens for a reason. Y'all, we talk about purpose, right? Everything happens for a reason. So really the podcast started off there talking about basketball. And then when they began to, to dive deeper, that's when he started to share that really everyone in his life besides his kids stole from stole from him at, at some point. And he's at a point where because he's experienced that he doesn't trust anyone and he also doesn't trust himself. And he was ready to really give up on himself. And I'm not putting words in his mouth. Y'all can go look up this interview. You can read articles about it. This is this is the language that he's using. And there's these three other black men, right? Looking at him and telling telling him bro, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And I love that he was able to dig deeper because he was just like, oh, y'all, no, 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 no. That's nice. But I'm telling y'all, no, I need help. I don't need this. Oh, I'm here from you. I need more than that. And he was able to share because I know I'm, I'm sure if you pay attention to social media or anything, there was another uh, black male NBA player not too long ago who was seen panhandling on the streets and people were making fun of him and Michael brought that up and he was like no disrespect to bro but is that the position that I have to be in before someone notices that I need help do I have to be almost on my deathbed for someone to notice that I need help and he, he actually broke down in tears and I honestly I can't imagine being in that place where you feel so alone and that no one has your back my god come on god he's about to say something Woo! I just can't imagine being in that place, but I'm so glad, like I said, that he had the platform and he had the ability um, and the competence to be able to, to share that. And for the black men that were there in that conversation, really be able to open up and to support him and even be able to admit, hey, I may not be able to relate 
you know, relate to where you, where you're at right now. But let me tell you, I've been through some things and it, I'm not doing this well as me thing, but bro, I'm really am here to support you. I'm here to get you help. I'm here to offer my time. I'm here to offer my friendship. I remember even, you know, one of the hosts even said, um, he was just like, bro, we both got kids. You know, you more than welcome to come over to my house anytime with the kids. We can kick it, you know, drink a couple of beers, had to get some bouncy houses for the babies and, you know, watch them do that because that's the most important thing. Right. So it was really dope to see that conversation, which then made me right want to share my experience when it comes to therapy and having these conversations. And I, I think I've done a pretty decent job of doing that through each of my podcasts. But then I really wanted to kind of dig deeper. You know, y'all, you know, at, at heart, I, I, I hate to admit it, but I'm a researcher sometimes. And. I knew that there's a lot of conversation right now. You know, mental health is such a hot topic. But I want to make sure we don't lose the the real foundation of it. Because, y'all, there's people out here that are really hurting. I know some of y'all that listen to this podcast are really hurting. And you've expressed that through some of the feedback. And you're, you're like, Maya, you know, please keep doing what you're doing because I need this imp- this inspiration. I need this encouragement. And that's really, you know, a big reason of my why, of why I keep going with Mapped Out Podcast. So I appreciate that. But I, I'm, this is coming from the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And um, this is basically talking about the, the African-American community and the barriers that we face when it comes to even receiving mental health care. First things first, and you already know what we're going to talk about is money, money, money. The socioeconomic disparities are insane. Back in 2018, 11.5% of black adults in the U.S. had no form of health insurance, no form of health insurance, which is to me, I can't. I I just don't. I'm sorry. I I know y'all are like, Maya, why are you pausing? That that number is insane to me. And I know I have close friends and even some family members that make that are a part of that percentage. And it's it's so wild because oh I just mm, I saw I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it at that right now because I don't want to get a get emotional on here, but um, we're, we're in the year of 2022 and I haven't been able to find that new number. So I'm, I, it's my prayer that that number has, has decreased in, um, especially when it comes to COVID because COVID really kind of flipped us upside down. So the first barrier is obviously, uh, the socioeconomic disparities. Number two is the stigma. And that's what I was mentioning in my own personal story, right? Growing up in church or just in a black household, especially, oh my gosh, black men, they're taught not to express emotions. They're taught, boy, don't cry, be a man. Don't cry, be a man. Get, 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 get up. Be strong. No complaining. Keep going. Keep pushing. Same thing for a black woman. We may not be told not to cry, but you're a strong black woman. You can handle anything. You you can carry this family. You can support. I need you to go out and do this and da 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 all of that, y'all. You, you, we just don't even understand the small comments and the language that we use, the weight and the impact that has on all of us in the long run. And so the second point, right, the second barrier is this stigma. And they actually share another percentage. Again, this is coming from the National Alliance on Mental, Mental Illness. It says one study shows 
that 63% of black people believe that a mental health condition is a sign of personal weakness. And that's what Michael Beasley shared in the podcast. And that's what, I mean, I grew up around. And I know several of us, many of us have grew up with that stigma of like, okay, like you can get through it. Like it is not, it's, it's not that big. Like you, you can just pray about it and you're going to be fine. Like, no, the one thing, and I've, this has really helped me. So I hope it helps someone else. So one thing, um, I think I heard this from Oprah a long time ago. We have to allow ourselves to feel even those ugly, nasty, angry feelings. We have to allow ourselves, our, allow ourselves to, to feel those feelings, not stay stuck in them, not stay stagnant, but allow yourself to feel it and then literally allow that feeling to pass through and you move beyond it. Because I used to be, I used to have this idea that, okay, if I'm angry, like, oh my, you're, you can't get angry. You can't hold on to a grudge. You can't, like, you, you can't feel this way. Or if I got sad or I, if I was depressed or if I had anxiety about, you know, a certain situation going on, like, I, y'all, I was, you know, in and out of relationships at one point in my life. So, and honey, when a man made me upset, a man, boy, ain't gonna be petty today. Uh, a, a young man made me upset or something just didn't work out my way. You know, I, you know, color my hair, da, 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 da. but I would physically at some points get sick and I would feel so, I would get so sick because I was trying to force myself not to feel what I needed to really feel and understand and allow to pass through me, unfortunately. So I really hope that helps someone, whatever situation you're in, I don't know what everyone has going on, but allow yourself to feel whatever you need to feel. Know that it's not a weakness or that please know that you're not weak for what you're feeling allow it to pass through and continue to move on from it and really the third this is the last barrier that they share is uh provider bias in inequality of care which is again what I shared in my first experience to be quite honest with you even if I didn't call my mom I probably still wouldn't have went back to therapy for a minute because my first experience was so like, I'm not going to say horrendous. The guy wasn't mean, but it was just like, I was like, what is this? First of all, is this a waste of time? I felt like he was looking at me like I was crazy. He wasn't getting it. It was, I was like, wait, what? And I have dealt with and supported students through those same experience, minority students who are like, okay, my, you know, you told me therapy is a great thing. I went to try it out. The therapist wasn't it. We just could relate. They didn't look like me. They just don't get it. Da, 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 da. And that can really be a turnaway. But y'all, it is 2022. I have some great people around me, black females that are serving in that in that community as licensed therapists. There's so many um, ways to get connected with a therapist that looks like you, who have you know similar beliefs and you know morals and, and values that you can go and search for again i'm not negating the the first barrier that i just shared when it comes to uh the money issue right because therapy is expensive and that's a whole nother conversation that i'm gonna wait when we bring ab in she is a licensed therapist to really have a conversation around the affordability of therapy for the black community because i want my women right i want my black therapists not just women but my men to to be paid right and I'm not going to say being paid their worth because they go through a lot of training and the psycholo- the the psychology that goes uh, behind all of that and having to really carry the weight, right, of a lot of people. 
And my cousin's a therapist. Um, she's getting her doctoral de- degree and all and all this stuff in psychology and stuff. Um, I, I get that they need to be paid, but literally on the affordability factor, really, it's a whole health insurance issue, which we'll dive into with with AB. Um, so I really wanted to just take the time to to share Michael Beasley's a little bit, not his whole story, but a little bit of his story and how he served as inspiration for this episode. Cause I'm like, I, w- I just want to open the door to it. I wanted to share a little bit about my experiences with therapy. And two, I, I, I can wrap up this episode by sharing where, where I'm currently at when it comes to, to mental health and how I'm feeling. Um, I feel like I'm in a pretty a good place. I'm growing in definitely going deeper in my spiritual walk. So I'm just in this place where not that nothing worries me, but really things can be thrown my way. And right now with the the path that I'm headed down, I just have so much faith, right? Faith in God. And I'm doing the things he's asking me to work on, having heart conversations, doing the heart checks, reflecting on, on a lot of things. Faith, like I said, faith that works is dead because I'm doing these two things. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in a, in a pretty good place. Um, so that's just me being honest. Again, things change, but that's that's where I'm at right now. So um, I know a lot of people were excited to hear this episode. I'm unsure if this is what you expected, but I wanted to share my opinion on that, my story, my journey regarding mental health and my experiences with therapy. And then two, call out my black men and, and let y'all know that you're loved and that it is okay to need help. Shout it from the freaking rooftops so you can get that help and like let let your people know let let us know so we can we can point you in the right direction to the right resources and it's the same for my black women because I know y'all we were taught to hold a lot of things in and just to appear strong um and I'm gonna even throw it back to social media I've been seeing these memes and a lot of us have been reposting them about I'm I'm sick of this strong black woman narrative for this strong black man narrative I'm trying I'm I'm going I'm I'm walking into my soft Come on. I'm walking into my soft season where I'm literally I'm not I'm not carrying this weight. I'm letting God do it for me. Come on. Talk to talk. Talk somebody. I'm letting God carry that for me again. I'm not saying you still got to do the work. I still want you to go talk to somebody. I still want you to hold yourself accountable. But I know where my help comes from. And I want you to know where your help and your protection and your your, where, where your provider who your provider is, where everything comes from. That's 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 what this is all about. So, of course, Mapped Out Family, thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, so much for tapping in. I know this is a longer episode. I'm not trying to hold you hold you too tight. Um, but I, I hope you enjoy it. Please, please, please let me know what you think, um, how you're feeling. Yeah, that's actually, that's perfect. Let me know how you're feeling, where you're at mentally, um, if you feel comfortable sharing that. Um, and then we'll just see what God lays on my heart for the next week. Please continue to tap in with me every single week or a little bit bi-weekly. Uh, and just, you know, keep on mapping out your life with me. Y'all have a good one.